Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Hey, what's up, guys? What up? So today we are finally <laughs> completing our promise and talking about how to make a panel. Yes, we are doing that today. This is the podcast about panels. Yes, um, we definitely recommend listening to our other podcast about panels a few weeks back where we talk about really shitty panels we've been to and really great ones. So yeah, yeah listen to these two. Uh, maybe this one first and then that one, or switch it up and listen to that one first and then this one. So. Yeah, I think it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to start off right away with what is a panel, Rachel, first of all? So a panel can mean different things in different settings. When me and Emily say uh, panel, what we mean in the context of, we're meaning panels in the context of an anime convention or, uh, you know, a, a convention in general where nerdy people go. In that context, a panel is more of a presentation um, or a show. And there are a few different types of panels, but essentially it's not like a panel of judges or like when you go into an interview and it's a panel of people interviewing you. It's uh, way more informal and fun. It's a fun thing for you to do to with your time at a convention. So there are different types of panels, and these are not technical terms. These are just terms that we have used to try to best describe them. To classify them, yes. Uh, Some taxonomy, if you will. (laughs) Linnaeus is shook. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just uh, killed Emily. (laughs) I had a flashback to seventh grade. Oh, no. <laughs> Please tell me you had to do like a funny song about Linnaeus and the classification system. To the beat of Amadeus Amadeus. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the audio was spiking so bad. Okay, um <clears throat> the different types of panels. So there's a discussion panel, a presentation panel, a Q&A, a game show type panel, and a workshop. A discussion panel is basically... There is a main topic that yeah. you're going to be talking about. It could... Usually it's a little bit more nuanced than... um In this panel, we're going to discuss one piece. Usually it would be like, let's discuss the um the intersection of like feminist culture and sports in One Piece or something like that. Um, I don't know anything about One Piece, so I'm sure that is way off base. Um, but M- maybe. generally, yeah, <laughs> generally it's, it's, it is a topic um, that is usually popular at the time and people want to discuss. Right. Uh, a lot of very popular discussion type things right now might be Steven Universe conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so something like that. A presentation panel is going to be kind of the most standard type of panel. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a group or one person giving a presentation, and the audience will watch and listen. And there's not really any interaction. And if there is, it's usually like a a questions at the end. Exactly. It's very structured. So think of it like a lecture, almost. Yes. And then a Q&A panel... It's very simple. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a Q&A. The whole thing is just questions from the audience and answers. Um, so this is very popular with, like, celebrities. <laughs> yeah, generally, whatever uh, guests the convention has, they'll do uh, one or two or even several Q&A panels, sometimes just by themselves, sometimes with other 
uh, celebrities that are on a show with them together. But there are also Q&A panels that are run by just cosplayers, like a cosplayer group where you can have like a Q&A. Like Q&A Hitalia panels were really popular in the past. Now um, it might be Q&A Voltron. Yeah. Whatever so, the kids like now. So essentially it's, it's a panel of people in cosplay, um, not acting like themselves out of cosplay, but acting like the character they are in cosplay. And they will uh, do a Q&A as if they were the character with an audience. And so uh, the next one is a game show type panel, and we do a game show type panel. Yes. So it's anything, any panel where it is a game where people can either win bragging rights or prizes. This could be trivia, this could be like a guessing game, it could be like Pictionary. Yes. Just something where it's in a game with an objective and someone can win. Right, and there's usually significant audience interaction. Usually it's not like a game show where um, it's only the people that are organizing the game show playing. Yeah, that, that would be, be a really little boring. weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is a workshop. So a workshop is exactly kind of how it sounds. Um, a lot of the time you could be making something mm-hmm. or even like I've, I've even seen language workshops. Yes. So you come out, you come out of it with either some practical skills or something, an item that you make. I've seen bento workshops. I've seen parlor bead workshops, mm-hmm. sewing workshops, crochet workshops, lots of crafting. <laughs> right. You're, you're either, you're learning a skill um, or you're doing something very active and audience centered in a workshop. So we're going to go into a little more depth about presentation panels and a game show panel because these are the two types of panels that we do at conventions and that some of you have probably been to <laughs> before. So Yeah, so so we feel really comfortable talking about these two types of panels uh, because we've had a lot of experience with them and we feel like we'll be able to provide the most advice yeah. about these two types of panels, although we will go back and talk about the other types of panels that we identified and some pros and cons we've witnessed as an audience member. For a presentation panel... I guess the best thing to say is uh, before you apply to have your panel at a convention, check to see what tech is available. And if they don't say what kind of tech is available, make sure that you tell people what you need for your presentation. So it's very common for conventions and hotels to have a projector, cable hookups for computers, and a screen. So make sure that if you're going to do something like that, make sure that the tech is provided or that you're very clear about what you need. Yeah, it's, it's always good to be upfront because um, especially like smaller conventions, which is probably what you'll start out uh, doing your panels at, they may not have thought of that. Yeah, uh, like we talked about in the other panel podcast, you might show up with your computer and a PowerPoint and all they give you is a mic. So, right. So you always want to be prepared and be very explicit about what your panel needs in order to be successful. Yes. And if it's still not right, then it's not on you. (laughs) Yeah. So for the panel itself, especially for a presentation panel, the easiest program to use for this is PowerPoint. 100%. 100%, yeah. PowerPoint is um, an extremely good tool to use. You can also use uh, Prezi if you don't have access to PowerPoint or Google Slides, but be prepared. Yeah. (laughs) um, For there to not be internet that you can access at the convention, so you need to figure out a way to either export it um, and have an alternate way of uh, showing the PowerPoint. An additional thing that you could do is um, either print it as a PDF if you don't have fancy animations, you can just scroll through PDF on Acrobat. Uh, reader, which is usually free. So that's another good option for you to use. When you have your presentation done, make sure that you provide breaks in your presentation. So a break is 
a video clip or an audio clip or just a really nice photo yeah. because you really don't want to be talking nonstop. You're going to want to give it some time to breathe and you're going to want to be able to drink water at some point. And this goes for the basic tenets of teaching also. If you're talking at an audience for 15 minutes straight, they are not getting everything you're saying. You need to chunk your ideas into three to five points, take a break, and then move on to your next set of ideas. Because if you try to just talk for 50 minutes, people are going to be bored, their eyes are going to glaze over, and um, if they're rude, they'll just walk out. Um, So you definitely want to have some interaction besides you just talking at them. And to touch back on they're not being internet available, make sure that you keep all your media offline and back it up onto a flash drive. So that means if you're going to be having videos or audio files, make sure that those are downloaded and on the flash drive. So you don't have to be dependent on the internet at all. A lot of the time I've been presenting in basements or at hotels where you have to pay to use the Wi-Fi, so... Make sure everything's offline. Yeah, do not rely on that, definitely. I would also go back in saying that in in addition to your breaks and your PowerPoint, you shouldn't be creating PowerPoints with everything you're going to say on the slide. Yeah. um, Because then otherwise most people would just be able to read what you're going to say. So you're definitely going to want to have something on the slide for them to, for your audience to reference as you are talking and for you to reference as key points while you're talking. Um, But generally what you can do with Microsoft PowerPoint is um, extend your screen and and then the screen that you'll be looking at will have a presenter view on it. And you can add something in the notes section that has more information on what you're talking about that is not on the slide. So only you can see it and your audience doesn't see it. So if you need that crutch, which I completely understand, because especially if you're young um, and not used to public speaking, it's going to be really nerve wracking for you to stand up there with the slide with three words on it and talk for 20 minutes. So um, I highly recommend doing that. If you are really interested in this and you're confused about what I'm talking about, you can always send us an email and I'd be happy to do a screen recording and show you what I'm talking about. Soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You should keep your presentation panel to 50 minutes or less. This is because there is always going to be setup and breakdown and you don't know if there's going to be people who are going to ask you questions. So this gives you just a little bit of wiggle room in case you have to put away a bunch of equipment or anything like that. Some uh, conventions are really great about that. They'll have multiple panel rooms and they'll have hours in between. Mm -hmm. Some will only have 15 minutes or even five minutes. Or no time allotted in between, and you have to make that time. (laughs) Yeah. So it's best to keep it to 50 minutes max. Yes. Also, once you arrive at the convention and you're ready to do your panel, figure out where your panel room is and go look at it. Go look at it, and if you can, if there's break time in between, check the equipment ahead of time, because it may not be functional. There's been many times where I was doing a presentation where there was video and uh, I was just going through it and then one of the video clips just wouldn't play. And I had to reinsert it, um, make sure that it was recalling back to the flash drive. It was able to be fixed before the big presentation. Yep. So that was good. So just make sure that you can run through everything a little bit beforehand. Right. And if if you have the chance to um, test out how your PowerPoint plays through an HDMI cord ahead of time, because sometimes that can be a problem too with lag and delays from your computer to the projector, from your computer to whatever computer you have to present on. I know that was an issue a couple of SwampCons ago when we were in Weimar Hall and we had to 
use our flash drive uh flash drive powerpoint into their computer which was slow and then i tried to switch it over to my laptop halfway through and my laptop was also slow like you just need to make sure you check this stuff ahead of time it's super easy to like compress a video file so it's not quite so big and your computer's not having to work so hard to play it so specifically for game show type panels make sure you have enough prizes (laughs) that's just a given I'd, i'd say if you're gonna give out prizes for trivia stuff make sure that you have enough prizes for every right trivia question or however you want to do it because you don't want to have to end your panel a half an hour early because you ran out of stuff right so over prepare because as emily knows (laughs) sometimes your game show panels are uh packed to the gills more than you would ever thought was gonna show up shows up so definitely over prepare um and if you do buy too many prizes you always have more for the next panel that you do so that's definitely true you always want to have more not less yes make sure that your game show has a set structure and extremely clear rules. Be very clear about what people need to do to win. And if necessary, and if you can, do a practice round. Even a few practice rounds. So that the audience is comfortable about how the question is phrased, how they should answer, how you indicate that they're right or wrong, etc. We do a Guess That K-Pop Tune panel. We usually do a practice round because people might not understand as we're trying to explain the rules. Mm-hmm. You learn by doing. So we'll do a practice round. Everyone will understand how the game works, and then you can go into it. Exactly. Also, it's important that because you're the moderator that you are also familiar with those rules and that you are making sure that the game can be played by everyone in your audience. It's important that you try to be as accessible as possible, especially to people with disabilities. Um, so, like, for the guests at K-pop tune, the we used to make people stand. But... If you're in a wheelchair or you have crutches or if you just have trouble with your legs, that wasn't exactly fair. So now we just have people raise their hands. Yeah. Just try to be as accessible as possible. Think about that. If you can, try to think about closed captions as well. Let's back it up a little bit. All right, so now we're going to talk about um, the three types of panels we didn't talk about before, and we'll just talk about the pros and cons of those panels from being audience members, because we haven't done any of these type of panels, um, but we do have opinions, as always, uh, um, yeah. about these three types of panels. So we're going to talk about um, discussion panels, Q&A panels, and workshop panels. So for discussion panels and Q&A panels, it is so important that you have a good moderator. Because if you don't have a good moderator, the panel goes off the rails really quickly and it's very awkward and not good for your audience. Things get really weird. And you don't want to be that panel that people talk about. With discussion panels in particular, you want to make sure that you have pre-made guiding questions to guide your discussion. Um, because if you do not, it will go off an, on a tangent because inevitably people like to go off on tangents. So oh, yeah. you need to make sure that you have an idea of where you want this discussion to go and step in where needed if an audience member takes over the discussion, which they shouldn't be doing anyways, unless that's part of your plan because <laughs> your moderator should be nipping that stuff in the bud. Also, that stuff should be really clear at the beginning of your discussion panel. If you only want a few people to talk at once, and then you'll have the audience come in at the end, you know, make your rules and stick to it. Right. We cannot stress how important a good moderator is. The wild card is the audience. 
And, and you really never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But a good moderator can work with any audience and keep them in line. And I mean, kind, but firm. Yeah. Firm about what exactly the panel is going to be about, how long it's going to run, who is going to talk and when, and enforces time limits. Because, yes. oh my goodness, I have been in some panels where the questions are like 10 minutes long, and you're just like, get to the end. We don't want to hear about your Overwatch OC. We just yes. want to hear the question. Yes. So, keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again... I'll reiterate that for the Q&A only panels, a strong moderator is a must because otherwise you are going to alienate your entire audience by continually answering audience questions that are off base or that are not related to the topic um, or that have been asked five times before. That happens so many times, especially in like larger cons where there's like a celebrity up there and they're doing a Q&A panel and they get asked like, what's their favorite character like 17 times? They don't want to be asked the same question 17 times. They already answered it. Um, or they've answered that question a million times before. You can find the answer online, you know? So I think that's very important. For workshops, it's the same with game shows. Make sure you have enough supplies. That is so important. Again, you don't want to alienate your audience by only having enough for half the people. Right. You want clear instructions. Very clear instructions, especially if you're going to be making something. If you have access to a projector or a document camera, that is the ideal situation. So people can see a larger version of what you're doing. Right. So, like, if you have a projector, you're going to want to take pictures of this project beforehand. So you can show the pictures of that project from multiple angles if possible. Um, But if you have a document camera, that's even better. So a document camera is basically like a... um, a video camera that is trained on your hands and it's a live feed of what you're doing on the desktop um, up on the screen. So if you're doing stuff like origami, that would be fantastic. And there are some older document cameras that are fairly inexpensive if you want to just purchase one for yourself because most of them will just plug into a projector. Right, and make sure if you're using that, that you test the tech beforehand yes. in the room. Yes. So we'll wrap up kind of about talking about if you want to do your own panel, what are some suggestions that we have for you so if you want to do a panel yourself do it on a topic that you actually like we obviously like k-pop yeah so we do it on k-pop it's a labor of love for sure right your topic has to be something that you like and that you're passionate about or else you're gonna get totally bored and never finish it or or just do it once and then be like wah Right. And even if you like it, you be prepared to be spending a lot of time to put it together because, you know, I almost said podcasts put over <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, panels that are put together like overnight are never good and they aren't executed correctly because you didn't put the appropriate amount of time um, into creating your baby, basically. And pick a subject which you are fairly knowledgeable on or that you're willing to learn and research on. Mm-hmm. Um, we know... I would say now a pretty mm-hmm. good deal about K-pop, but we are always researching because there's always so much content out there. Right. There's always new groups coming out and things we didn't know. Uh, yeah. Con- We're two dumb bitches. Yeah. So like- it's a constant learning process. <laughs> like, this is not our job. Like, we have other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So make sure that you either know a great deal about this subject or you know how to use the internet for research. A. A. Another thing to consider is that once you make your panel, 
You have to maintain your panel. Panel maintenance. Exactly. Most things that are covered in a convention um, are updated fairly regularly. Um, even if you have, uh, like, our friend Nick has a panel about Sailor Moon. There are still new things coming out about Sailor Moon all the time. And his panel isn't up to date. Shame. Um, <laughs> He's sitting across from us. Yep. First of all, it's been updated. It's been changed to call be called Sailor Moon Classic. Okay. Adapted. <laughs> But still, if if Nick wanted to, you know, just do a generic Sailor Moon panel, he would, you know, want to update, keep his stuff up to date. Just like um, in the game show, Emily updates the songs to be relevant to the songs that are out now. We don't have, you know, all old songs on there. Otherwise, that would not be fair. I'd love that, but it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> um, we are constantly updating our K-drama panel as yes. we are watching a lot of dramas, the ones that we like the most, we always put on there. I try to update that fairly frequently. Yes. Um, because I do take that panel to a lot of different conventions. Mm-hmm. So for each new convention, I try to see if I want to update anything. Sometimes I won't mm-hmm. if, if it's good, but I'll always talk to Rachel and be like, have you seen anything you liked recently that you want to put in the panel? And, um, then we'll like discuss if we want to add it, if we want to delete something that we mm-hmm. no longer think should be on there. A lot of maintenance, a lot of updating for relevancy, customizing it even for different mm-hmm. conventions. Yeah, so like if, if you're doing a panel um, that is more centered on anime, um, if you're going to a convention that is not very strong on anime, you're going to want to adjust a little bit to your audience so that you're not totally off base. Right. Like the stuff that I do at Dragon Con, Dragon Con is not an anime convention, mm. but I'm on the Silk Road track which is, like, Asian cinema. Yeah. And so K-pop, uh, K-dramas definitely fit there, but K-pop kind of fits there. So I adjust it a little bit because for the audience, it's not just K-pop fans who want to go to find out what this is. It's right. other people who are interested in this kind of stuff, but we're never like, oh, you know, I just never knew much about it. So yeah. you get a couple of those people. Um, and especially for, like, the, the game show panel, if you're going to a smaller convention, you're not going to have the same um, structure to your rules as you would if you had 200 people in your audience. Right. Also. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, we definitely recommend that you guys do panels. We like doing panels. <laughs> yeah, panels are really awesome. They're a, a great way to get to know the things you like about more and spread your passion to other people. <laughs> yeah, and... When panels are, are good, they are really good. Yes. And when panels are bad... They're really bad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> but yeah, like, thinking back to conventions in the past, what I remember most is the panels, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. hanging out with my friends, and then awesome, awesome panels. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're if you're bold, at the end of your first panel, you can have people, you know... Do a survey monkey or something at the end so you can gauge if your panel was actually interesting to your audience. But usually you can tell by the faces at the end (laughs) and during. (laughs) A lot of the time people will come up and talk to you as you're packing up because they are interested in the same stuff that you are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can definitely tell if people have liked it or not. Yeah, and, and if you're doing um, a presentation panel, this is just some advice. At the end of the uh, panel, people are going to come up to you and ask for recommendations. So have a few yeah. um, on hand <laughs> to give to people uh, for a variety of genres and uh, 
requests, especially I love the ones that are like, um, I want to have my parent also get into this. What do you recommend I watch with my parent or younger sibling or family member? And you just have to like do some filtering there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we recently got an email that was like, well, my 13 year old niece is coming and I want something that's a classic, but also a romantic comedy. And I had to yeah. be like, uh, let me filter through everything <laughs> and find her. Oh yeah. And it had to be on Netflix. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. But yeah, but but people will ask you that kind of stuff, so just keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, have that information on hand. Yeah. We've mentioned this in other podcasts, but doing a panel will also usually get you into a convention for free. So free the, or discounted, yeah. Yeah. So there is a financial incentive to doing this. You are providing content for a convention. Most of the time you will be compensated for that. So there's another reason to do it. Right. And when you are requesting to do a panel, the more you do it, the more conventions, the more you can add that to your list. Be like, look, I have this panel that I can give to you. It's about this. I've done it here, 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 and here, and here for this many years. That's also a good thing to put on there. So keep doing it. Keep, you know, requesting and reaching out to conventions. They will not reach out to you. No. You have to reach out to them. So Except we got reached out to once. <laughs> Once, uh, but for yeah. the most part, you have to reach out to them. You have to do the research and put in the work to do it. So if you want to do a panel and you want it to be successful, you got to work. You got to work, bitch. Yep. <laughs> okay. I hope that helps everyone. And yeah, I yeah. think we did a good job. We did. High five. High five. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can uh, send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. And we are on Instagram now. Make sure to give us a follow or a like or whatever. A heart. Uh, a whatever. heart, yeah. We're on Instagram. <laughs> We're on the gram at soulmatespodcasts. Not podcast. <laughs> no S. No, no extra S. It's Soulmates Podcast. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. And we're also on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Pretty much wherever podcasts are found, just search Soulmates Podcast. We're spelled like the city in South Korea. We're so clever. <laughs> but um, Love y'all. Bye. Bye.